You are listening to the Super Freak Media Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please be sure to show your support and follow us on our other social media platforms. Check out the links listed in the description of this episode to find out more. Thank you. Hallo und willkommen zum Superfreak Media Podcast mit mir, deinem Gastgeber, Jonathan Butler. Mein Gäste heute sind Richard Parker, Charlie Clark, Liam Banks und Dan Poppit. Now, you might be wondering why I just did the intro in uh, German. <coughs> Two nil. <coughs> Not 100% because of last night's epic <laughs> uh, round of 16 match in the Euros. It's 98% because of that. Um, but no, it's because this month we have got a new segment, which we are calling Foreign Bodies, in which one of the team will be bringing uh, a piece of world cinema to the table that maybe doesn't have the um, the reach and uh, the exposure that it, it potentially deserves. Uh, and I think Liam's got one with him today, so he can chat about that in a bit. Um, but that's enough of that for now. Uh, I'd just like to uh, welcome to the podcast for the first time, uh, Dan. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, thanks for having me on. That's all right, no problem. Um, just thinking, uh, it's going to be the first time that the listeners have heard your voice. Uh, do you want to give us a quick mm. intro? Yeah, so uh, I am also an actor. I've uh, never really worked with Super Freak Media before, but um, yes, yes, I am <laughs> I'm, uh, Charlie's partner, but I'm... Uh, Oh, there's an ice cream van. Uh, I am uh, an actor, so I'm hoping to work with Super Freak. So hopefully in the coming times we can work together on something. It all depends on how this episode goes. If it's That's it. And this is the episode that you've come on because it's all about horror games this month. And we hear that uh, Dan is kind of, he's a horror game aficionado. And a love, game aficionado it, uh, in general. So I'm building you up massively. Yeah. So in case you yeah. just massively roll off a cliff now, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I've, I've, uh, I've I, th I think I've sort of set. You've set a bar. I've set a bar here. Uh, yeah, big horror game fan uh, and video game fan in general. So yeah, excited. really, really excited about this one. No pressure. Yeah. Nah, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so as today's episode is all about video games that scared us. Uh, I'd like to kick it off with one that uh, scared me as a child. Um, I say as a child, I was probably 15, 16 at the time. So, you know, it, it's not one of these games where I, I played it probably too early. Um, but it was on the GameCube. And it was just kind of, this is weird for a horror game because horror games didn't show up on the GameCube. Horror games didn't show up on the Nintendo system at all. I think this was the first game that nintendo published to be rated as m for mature uh and it came out in 2002 and it was called eternal darkness now i don't know if anyone here has played it heard of it heard of it not played it though i've i've played it and I'm, I'm obviously going to let you talk about it, but i'm 100 behind you about the fact it's absolutely terrifying <laughs> please somebody's uh, played it that's class um it is. And it's one of these games that took me by surprise. I think mainly because A, it was on the GameCube. Uh, and for some reason, I was going through a strange Nintendo phase where I wanted every single Nintendo console um, and basically got an N64 and a GameCube and then stopped. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of, I guess it must have been their attempt to try and bring down the, the behemoth that is Resident Evil um with their own uh franchise unfortunately it it didn't really catch on it got excellent reviews it just didn't sell very well uh the one thing that really sticks with me about the game though is the thing called the sanity meter so as you played through the game you would play as various members of this uh this same family uh and your character 
from I think it was like the second level onwards would have a sanity bar. So they'd have a health bar, a magic bar, and then also a sanity bar. So if spooky things started to happen, they would start to lose their grip on reality. Um, mm. And this kind of manifested itself in multiple different ways. So it could be little things like you would walk into a room uh, and then maybe something wasn't quite in the right place. or And you think mm, that's that's slightly odd. Or you'd walk into a room and there'd be bugs crawling on the walls and then there wouldn't be. But then other things would happen, like you would walk into a room and then your game would just turn off. And then it would come what? back on. Or it'd That's make crazy. it look like your TV went all snowy and things like that. Uh, mm. I think my personal favourite was you would just be walking around and suddenly your character's limbs would just fall off. And you're like, oh. oh no <laughs> but no, then it would all you. just come back to normal and you're like i'm thinking hello and then you look at your sanity meter and you're like ah, i'm going insane this is class I think it's, so the cool. fact, it's it's the thing where it's like breaking the fourth wall it, mm. it you sort of mm. feel safe when you're playing it i know it's like um deviating on games but in bam and arkham asylum with scarecrow it's that sort of thing where you don't think it's going to break the fourth wall and sort of look like it's damaging the game yeah yeah it definitely kind of gives it that extra edge and i know it's one thing that nintendo were extremely protective about i think they actually patented the whole sanity meter idea um so that nobody else could use it and then i think for years afterwards they wanted a sequel they wanted a sequel and they wanted to get it made well the the studio did at least uh, and it just never happened there was various kickstarters i think one raised i think about $750,000, but it just annoyingly wasn't enough to tip it over the edge, so they had to give all the money back. Um, and I think it got quite ugly at one point. But I think it's just one of those games that A, was a massive um, surprise, because I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Uh, especially on the GameCube, which isn't renowned for that sort of game. It's You think of the GameCube, you think of Smash Brothers, you think of Zelda you don't think of a horror game. Um, and it was just absolutely class. And this idea, as Dan said, of breaking the fourth wall and sort of making not just, I guess, the character go insane, but you think you're starting to see things starting to happen with the game. You start to question, oh, you know, what? what is real? Is that room that I've just been into actually part of the game or is it not? Is it going to just suddenly yeah. stop on me at some point and then teleport me back because the last 30 seconds has been a, a character's hallucination. It was fantastic. I mean, looking back, obviously it came out in 2002. I, I wonder if I played it again now, would it have the same impact? Probably not because of the kind of the, mm -hmm. the improvements in, in graphics and just general, what you expect in terms of gameplay and the control system. It, it, might be a bit janky by today's standards, but to play it when it came out was class. Can you I don't imagine know that? Sorry, oh, go ahead. No, you you go on, Rich. Sure, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I was just going to say, can you imagine that nowadays in VR? Yeah, like, oh, no. just yeah. it starts glitching out and everything gets weird, and like you know, it, they they could even start doing some funky stuff with controllers and stuff where um, you know you can get the things that like. Feedback and controllers, yeah. or the the weird, um, mm. the weird like uh, muscle things where it like twitches your muscles. If your controller did that to you and just made you like lash out, it oh, it'd be weird. Oh, but so it'd be awesome. scope first, stuff yeah. like that. And I think that's really cool. that's one thing that Nintendo have always been good at, and that's like the innovation side of yeah. things. Uh, and I'm surprised we've not seen more of it, though, to, to be honest. But, I mean, going back to your point where you kind of said that the graphics and stuff uh, might be a bit janky, I, I don't know if that's kind of part of the charm. I mean, you know, when I think back to when I started playing video games, I, I don't know, I, I think he, somehow the really bad graphics made it that much scarier to me. I don't know. It's like, I know these days we've got, like, photorealistic stuff uh, going on, which is mm. great, but... I kind of think back to like the original Resi games and um, House of the Dead and, and all that oh. sort of stuff. Like that used to scare the absolute shit out of me when they just like <laughs> those zombies appeared. I remember um, dreaming about zombies after playing the Resi games. Yeah. But mm. it, I mean, it was when you look at it, it's it's not that scary now, is it? Compared oh, to no. what we can see. But 
yeah, I mean, that sounds insane. I, I don't know why more games haven't taken that on. Maybe they've patented it somehow or, or something, but mm. I don't know. Yeah, definitely the sanity kind of, the sanity meter, they decided that that was, that was it. That was Nintendo's thing and they weren't mm. going to let anybody else do it. But Richard's thing of having the game start to mess with your controller, getting it to do things that you wouldn't expect, getting your, I'm, I'm sure there'd be a way around that. Mm. Mm. I reckon it's probably artists. just around the corner. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, so I reckon it's closer than we think. With the PS5 yeah. triggers and that kind of stuff, quite easily. Oh, it's so good. It I, th- I think as well with the success of the Switch. Uh, I mean, the GameCube was great, but didn't sell as well. But with the success of the Switch, I think even just like a HD remaster would oh. sell so much. Mm, for sure. For sure. I definitely. In and. Looking at the way games get distributed these days, it it could be one that, if it is taken out of Nintendo's hands, could end up as a remaster on on you know PS Five, on the Xbox, just on the Game Store somewhere because it's you know it's a hidden gem really. Um, Richard, yes, are you next or is it Charlie? Or have I made this up? I think it I might think be Charlie. I think it's Charlie. It is Charlie. Fantastic. I think it is me. It One is. job, Jono. One job. <laughs> I remembered lots about Eternal Darkness, but not the order of um, who was going in the podcast. <laughs> absolute potato. You're just going insane. That's what it is. That's it. It will revert 30 His seconds. His sanity meter is... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't take the opportunity to edit this so that it goes back and confuses the shit out of everyone, you've done something wrong. Oh just say. How meta is that? How meta is that? <laughs> they go full circle. You're welcome, <laughs> folks. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> cool. So I I have um, decided to talk about Outlast. Um, played it much later than its release date. It was le- released in 2014. Only played it during lockdown last year for the first time. And um, no. It was a no from me. So you <laughs> think <no>. about uh, <laughs> you think about games like um, Resident Evil, Fear. Um, it reminds me a lot of Resident Evil Seven, uh, Biohazard, um, in the sense that you're going into a creepy old house or building, and you've got to explore it. However, the difference with Outlast is you have absolutely naff all in the way of weapons. You have a video camera with night vision. And the feet with the shoes that you have on them to run away. (laughs) And it's just, you basically go to the the premise of the story is you're a news, um, you're an investigative journalist and you go to an old asylum to go in and investigate the weird goings on. And it turns out the military have been there and they didn't fare too well. There's something a little bit odd about this asylum. So military vehicles everywhere. But still, this guy's going, do you know what? I've got my trusty video camera. I'm going in anyway. No military training, no weapon. I'm going in anyway. Good and off decision. he goes into it. Yeah, great. I mean, no, not for me. Um, and yeah, you just encounter a lot of not very nice things. Um, there, there's <laughs> a lot when you're going through it. There was a lot of moments where I kind of stopped and there'd be like a noise or like something would happen in a vent or you just see something kind of run past the door and you just be like, no, I'm staying in here. That's me. I'm done. Thank you very much. I would stay here. I mean, personally, if it was me, I would never have even gone into the goddamn building in the first place. But as a character, <laughs> just don't look you at the have to. thing and pretend it's not there. That's, that's, that's the last Yeah, one. and I think the thing that scares me about it the most is, I think the concept of it is genius because in pretty much every other game of its type that's similar, you have a weapon and mm your mission is to run in, organs blazing, and bury bullets into as many zombies, inmates, whatever, as you possibly can. With this game, it's a little bit smarter in the sense that you've got to investigate and solve mysteries and little puzzles and stuff. Um, but there's so many scenes where you walk into a room and you're just like, oh, that's someone just sitting in a wheelchair. That's interesting. Or just staring at a TV that's making white noise. But then... You walk out of a corridor and there's just someone stood at the end of it and you're like, oh, good, okay, good, brilliant. I'm just going to run. And there are some horrendous chase scenes in it. Like you you trigger like a chase scene. There's um, 
one of the bits that scared me the most is you're in complete pitch darkness and you've got to um, run from this inmate who's got big old stick type weapon and you've got to restart the generator to get the power back in the asylum. Yeah. But, he literally sees you at every given opportunity. So you've got to run, hide in locker, hide under a bed, run away, run into the next. And it's just, there's some brilliant moments in it, but it's, you know, when you sit there and you play something and you go, oh, run, 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 run quicker, run quicker. It's that kind of thing. Um, and I did have to pause it quite a few times when I played it because <laughs> it did, it literally made me go, oh my God, and just pause it. Like, I think, in the first lot, Dan, because Dan's originally from Birmingham, for those that don't know, he was in Burham. I was in Nottingham for three months, and I sent him a video of me playing it. Um, <laughs> or we were, on, were we on FaceTime or something, or I sent you a video. And it was literally me just going, oh, my God, no, that's not good. Oh, my God, like, no. <laughs> I think my, 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 fav, my favourite point watching you play Outlast at all time is, for those who have played it will know exactly what I mean, meeting the twins in oh, the cell block. No. No, 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 no. That is, that is the reality. <laughs> the, 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 twins, the twins are one of those um, enemies in a game where uh, you'll meet them and just like, you know what? I'm just... I'm uh, out. T- t- turn <laughs> off the console. I don't need to deal with that me. today. <laughs> I mean, I think in the same way that Jono said, in terms of graphics, it's a little bit janky now by today's standard, especially now we're onto like the PS5 and everything. But it still stands up. It's still a really good game, and it's got a sequel. And I think then it's got a, it, there's Outlast Two and then Outlast Trinity. Not sure what Outlast Trinity is. I haven't played that one. Um, somebody's probably going to be screaming at the podcast. I mean, I could I could tell. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's it's well worth playing, and it is something different. Like I said, it's not your typical go into an abandoned house with a book ton of weapons, just going, "Yep, yeah, I'm going to shoot everyone." It is. Literally, man, night vision camera, terrifying shit. The end. Helpless, just the I mean, entire yeah, time. It is, it is brilliant though. To well me, it literally just sounds it. like wreck the game. Mm. Like that's that's pretty all much. It yeah, like yeah. To me. in ma- in many much. ways, that's what it is. Has anyone actually played? I know Dan's played it. Dan introduced me to it. Have the rest of you guys played it. Played no, bits, <laughs> like little bits. Of it. So pretty much, apart from the twins reference, pretty much everything you said, I remember. I vaguely remember stumbling across one guy at one point and like, oh, okay, yeah, he's his dick's out. That's a thing. Okay. Um, like it's yeah, it's a world of nope. It's it's the same kind of uh feeling that I get with like uh I, I played a bit of amnesia as well at one point. Um mm. a lot less terrifying if you play it with the meme version where you're getting chased by like <laughs> yeah. the, the trollalol guy and stuff like that. Um <laughs> Or um, to an extent, Slender Man as well is very much yeah. the same kind of thing where you're just like, oh, and yeah, okay, I'm like, it's. I think the yeah. chase bits are like usually the scariest bits. I mean, for me especially, like, yeah, you can get like big boss fights and stuff, but I suppose you usually, unless you're like Dan, who's superhuman great at games, but um, you usually die <laughs> at least once, so you kind of replay it. So I suppose in some ways that removes the tension, but you're being chased by mm. something. That's literally nightmares, like right there, isn't it? So yeah. Especially when you can't fight there, back. Mm. Yeah, there's, um, there's a big thing. Um, I will actually talk about the sequel quickly because we're on it. Um, so the sequel doesn't really follow on. It's Well, it kind of does. Uh, but you're basically in um, a cult. You uh, you're oh. a reporter investigating a cult. Brilliant. And you get this uh, isn't the same reporter, shot. though, is it? Because this guy's no, kind of dumb no, if he yeah. just keeps doing this shit. <laughs> it's it's just a, it's a history of bad luck. There's, there's sometimes the newspaper just shouldn't send him. But um, he it's a it's a different it's a different reporter and. Um, he gets basically his wife gets kidnapped by this cult and it's just if there are there are people who have played the second one who listen to this who will know exactly what i mean where people think the first one is full of nope the second one has haunted me <laughs> since i played it I just i mean no big, big words belief. big words why do we do yeah. this to ourselves i think as it's, fun, no, it's i mean it's it is fun. I mean, it is a lot of fun, and it does. I I like games to get a scare out of me, like to get a reaction out of me, um, because I think 
being horror, being like a horror filmmaker, horror actress, massive horror fan, it takes a lot to scare me. And yeah, this this game properly like made me go, nope, don't like that. Good I think that's where jumps. games stand apart, though, isn't it? From uh, from films, mm. I mean, which is obviously different as talking about it on here. But like a film, I don't know. You're not you're not controlling the way that you view it so much. Yeah, you're not involved in it. And like you're literally removed. choosing to go down a corridor, seeing something at the end of the corridor, and then going, "Yeah, I'm not going that way. Going yeah. the other way." And then then finding more nope. You're just like, <laughs> um, so it's yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's um. It's a. I think it's a very different but great experience, isn't it, as a horror fan? Yeah, I mean, if if people haven't played Outlast, thoroughly recommend it because you can get it pretty much on every platform. Pretty cheap now as well, which is good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's on the PlayStation Store for like naff or money, but you can get it on the Xbox and uh, you can download it through Steam as well. I hundred percent caught of it as well. I feel like we need to have like an Outlast party because I feel like that would be something we'd all enjoy just watching each other run yeah, away from for sure. shit together. So we should <laughs> the, we should yeah. get that together. That'd the be beauty great. of it as well is the fact that as much fun as it is playing a game and scaring the shit out of yourself, it's even more fun to watch the person next to you play it and scream. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> exactly. So I assume Outlast, uh, am I right in thinking it's first person? Yes. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's one thing that with um, that games can do that cinema doesn't as much. I mean, I, I understand where they've got the, the the wreck comparison from that kind of first person mm-hmm. thing where it's your eyes, you're looking around. Um, but especially if you're playing it on something like a PC, when the screen is literally twelve inches from your face, you've got headphones on, the room's yeah. dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember playing a game called um, Condemned. Um, about which absolutely ruined me because it was one of those moments where I was playing it with headphones on and my mates were watching because they knew what was going up. Um, (laughs) And they were constantly there just in my ear going, oh, something's going to happen. And obviously it wasn't at that point. And then as soon as I let my guard down, just bang, straight (laughs) out of this um, uh, locker. And there was stuff in that game. There was like mannequins that just slowly turned their heads as you walked through. It was... Wonderful. That's worse. Um, love it. Love the creepy it. shit's worse than the jumps, guys. I always remember oh. a, a video. I think it must have been mm. potentially before. Um, it might have been before YouTube was a thing. It was definitely before YouTube was established. It was when it was difficult to find videos on the internet. Um, and it was just called Scary Doom 3. And it was just a video of a guy. Um, it obviously screen recorded him playing Doom 3. And it was just his voice just <laughs> running around just screaming just <laughs> everything just jumping out at him. that's pretty much me playing outlast to be honest so yeah we I'm should sure definitely have an outlast party just saying it's definitely why we shouldn't give charlie the microphone if a let's play happens <laughs> yeah, no. well, we 100%. i think on the other side of the room give charlie the microphone <laughs> <laughs> Oh um, dear. That is a class choice. It's one that I haven't played. Uh so I will probably get on that, especially if it's one that I can get on DLC mm-hmm. somewhere. Um Yeah. Liam, do you wanna hey. throw yours into the ring? Yeah. Um mine's probably a bit bit more of a fun choice. I feel like you guys have gone like to pure terror, but I've kind of gone a bit a bit happier, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone for the Friday the thirteenth game, uh, released back in twenty seventeen. Um so I think this is a rare example of where a game has been adapted from a film as opposed to vice versa. I mean, aside from the absolutely terrifying Harry Potter games, which we all know and love. Oh. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> Back to the dormitory. Flippendo. Flippendo. I You're swear welcome. to God, I think a good year of my childhood was just spent stuck on one level of Harry Potter, just trying to figure out what I needed to flip endo. So. It wasn't the bit with that bloody ball, was it? Because that, oh, that took me ages. No, I think I was at the Weasley's house and you had to like blast a tree and then the tree fell down and then you could walk across the tree to get to the next level. But me being me, just thought there was a frigging tree there and I didn't realise I could flip endo it, so... <laughs> That's PTSD right there. That you've, you've triggered me. Trigger warning, everyone. But um, yeah, so Friday the Thirteenth. Um, I don't know. I, I I I kind of got back into games briefly. Like I mean, I'm not a big gamer myself, but 
Um, I ended up getting a PS4 pretty much just for this game when it came out. And it was between that and I think uh, Dead by Daylight as well was another thing that was quite attractive to me. But I I will say I haven't been the biggest fan of Dead by Daylight. I think they've got more characters, but playing it, I don't find it as fun. Um, but essentially, uh, I don't know, if, have any of you guys played it? The Friday the 13th game? Yes. Yes. I haven't played it. I've got it's in my downloads, like, and I, I think it was free with PlayStation Plus at one point, but I still haven't played it. I've been meaning to. Yeah, I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, a lot of people are, are getting it now. I know. I think it's on Switch now as well. That was kind of like maybe one of the more recent kind of releases of it. But um, it's really good because obviously I'm a huge film fan. So then seeing some of the locations, characters, that sort of thing from the film franchise uh, in the game, I thought was ace. Essentially, I'd probably say the best way to play it would be to play online. So you're kind of thrown in with like random people. Um, But the the premise is essentially the maps will be locations from the different films. And you either get chosen to play as Jason or you play as counselors and you have like different ways to either defeat Jason or obviously if you're, you are him, you have to just go around and kill all the counselors, which is hella fun. Um, but I don't know. I think it was what stood out to me and I think maybe elevated it a bit more above some of the other games that are out there was the fact that they also involved a lot of people involved with the film. So Kane Hodder, who's played Jason more than anyone in the franchise, he actually did some mocap stuff for the kills. So Ooh, that's cool. Like there's I think there was a Kickstarter and stuff um for for it at the time, you know, so that they could get extra like money to do extra kills and um extra skins for Jason and all that sort of jazz when it was released. Um and there was all these really cool videos at the time I can remember watching them. Um where he's actually just frigging killing people and then you see it in the game which is which is ace uh tom savini made a skin for jason as well he did the makeup effects uh, on the original so yeah it was it was i i think it's a really good good game it is incredibly buggy um particularly if you actually manage to get the car and try and get out of the map it's it's hella difficult but um unfortunately it's wrapped up in legal battles now because of the whole friday the 13th legal thing that's going on so there's not going to be any more updates um but bloody disgusting released a recent article on some of the plans that were in the pipeline um so i definitely recommend checking that out because it's kind of what could have been but yeah great game i like it so when you play (laughs) online then um are you able Mm -hmm. to converse with the other counselors I think if you if you're near them, you can hear them. Oh, that's um, or cool. if you get like if you get a walkie-talkie and they have a walkie-talkie, you can you can kind of plan. You you find like walkie-talkies, maps. Um, there's weapons you can pick up. You can like turn on the radio. So Jason hears the radio and goes to that um, and set up like bear traps and stuff. So it is. I don't know. The it is quite cool how it feels real. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's a safe way of being in a slasher film, which is ace. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's 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 good fun, and the kills are absolutely amazing sometimes as as well. They're so are the kills all sort graphic. of related to where you are on the map? So if you're next to something, does Jason use it? Or I think yeah, in in some places it also depends on whoever's obviously playing as Jason. I think there's different combinations of how you can kill people. Um, so like depending on what what buttons you press, it will do different things to people oh, as well. Sweet, um, kind of but, like a yeah. really grim version of. FIFA celebrations where you press yeah pretty buttons. much <laughs> pretty much yeah absolutely absolutely I couldn't point better myself yeah, <laughs> so you, yeah. You, that needs to be a mod <laughs> so you you mentioned the um the bear what, trap thing then, both both <laughs> just, and, like, I'm thinking Jason. maybe I have played yeah, on his knees with his shirt over his head <laughs> <laughs> like, I originally just I said I hadn't played it but now I'm thinking maybe I have. I thought I'd played Dead by Daylight, but the the bear traps and the radio thing is is making me say maybe played this I one. I think there there are bear traps as well on Dead by Daylight. Um, Dead by Daylight is the one where obviously yeah, there's a ton of different killers. Uh, there's there's like some original killers which are great, but then they have rights to like uh, Michael Myers, Scream, uh, Leatherface, Freddy, all of that as well. They've just got Stranger Things as well, haven't they? Recently, yes, um, yeah, yeah, which is which is amazing. Resident Evil, I think they've just yes. done a Resident Evil one as well. Uh, a bunch yeah, of different have. stuff. I've seen them cropping up. I'm seeing a bit more of like a resurgence because I, I, to be fair, like a lot of the way I 
hear about games or whatever is I'll probably either see it on YouTube or TikTok. And I think Dead by Daylight's getting like a bit of a um a resurgence in like popularity. I'm seeing a lot more of it. Um but yeah, I don't know if if I preferred Friday the thirteenth the game just because it I don't know. I feel like Dead by Daylight kind of kind of spread their content a bit thin um because the maps weren't necessarily always specific. I know like now you can get like the Stranger Things map and and, and stuff, but um I don't know. I just overall I just found Friday the thirteenth a lot more fun. Um but yeah, you might have played it. You'll have to let me know. We'll have to play it sometime. Because it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, are we getting any feedback again? No, I think we're good. Is there anything on your end, Charlie? Not from us, no. Leah? No, but I think I did I did just hear something. It was sounding mm. Yeah, it was there again. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Bloody hell. Are we going to have to re-record the whole episode? It's it's annoying. It's just kind of I don't know how it's it's coming from like the headphones, but it sounds like it's coming from the corner, which is weird. Oh, it's it's Nicholas Cage. Is it? It's Cage Corner. It's happened. Oh bloody hell! I wish, I wish the people at home could have seen Daniel. Yeah. Face. I was watching the entire thing unfold. That was glorious. <laughs> oh. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Nicolas Cage. Um, <laughs> and this month, I'd like to just rewind a little bit to something that I talked about a few episodes ago, where Nicolas Cage, um, he's got a new film coming out. It's called Pig. He <laughs> plays uh, a truffle hunter who lives alone in the wilderness, and his prized truffle hunting pig gets kidnapped, and he has to go and find it. Now. So he's the Liam Neeson of the pig world. He is the Liam. He is the Liam Neeson of the pig world. Yeah, not taken. <laughs> it's bacon. Oh, oh God! Um, <clears throat> that's enough of that. Oh, oh, that I, I, my, see, my brain went. He, he has a particular set of swills. Oh yeah. no! Dan can come back. <laughs> oh man! Thank you and good night. <laughs> so I, I saw the. Um, the kind of the the jargon and all the blurb for this film way before any sort of trailer came out. And in my head, this was going to be Nicolas Cage going down one of his sort of paychecky, I'm going to take the money and run kind of routes. Um, (laughs) And now the trailer's come out and oh my goodness. (laughs) Oscar winner. (laughs) This is a serious film. (laughs) No, like it's one of those films where in the trailer, it actually comes up and says, with Academy, Academy Award, Award winner, Nicolas yeah. Cage. Yes. Oh, dear. Personally, I don't know why that doesn't come up more. I know, yeah, every time. <laughs> that should just be the trailer yeah, for everything. Does. I mean, the weird thing is that they've got the pig from Babe to be the pig, but, you know. No. Um, no, they haven't, Liam. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I was like, what? That's insane. But then I thought, no, that, that pig's long dead now, isn't it? Mm. And then I got really sad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But um, there's a point where maybe maybe the pig maybe the pig should be named in the trailer. Oh, a hundred percent. As what? <laughs> Introducing. Yeah, I, I, I want the name of the pig. I, I want to see Nick, Nicholas Cage and just like a sing- Introducing the pig. The pig. <laughs> but genuinely, I can't quite get my head around it because it looks like it's taken the subject matter really, really seriously. It does not look light at all. Um, it looks like there's zero room for any levity. Um, what worries me, though, is the fact that it, it is straight and then it becomes a cult comedy because it is too straight in the way it approaches a kidnapped pig story. I think this is the issue. It also seems to go heavy on the, the food theme. Like there's a lot of shots of Nicolas Cage preparing just really beautiful looking food, which I wasn't just expecting. Nicolas Cage playing with his truffles. Yeah. <laughs> he loves his truffles. And also, apparently, dry ice. Yeah, he pours that yeah. over everything. Um, so you know, in case you want a little bit. Of genuinely, spice. we're just looking at the. Tr- we're looking at the poster for it. Even the poster takes itself too friggin' seriously. Uh, it looks the like strap it line like a, is twenty four film. Honestly, yeah, the strap line says we don't get a lot of things to really care about. And it's just Nicholas I mean, Cage's big old face. 
I'm down for this. Big old it, face with a big old beard and just the word pig on his chin. Like if, if this <laughs> if this is the Nicolas Cage version of Tony Jar Warrior King, where at the end we have a massive fight scene up a load of stairs and he just bursts in and just shouts, "Where's my pig?" Yes. I'm down. Where's I mean, my I'm, elephant? I'm, Where's my <laughs> elephant? Is anyone else hopeful that it does turn out to just be John Wick, but with a pig? Because that's kind of where I want oh, this to go. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's what I was. Absolutely. And if it hoping. isn't, I'm going to be, I think, horrendously disappointed. <laughs> to be fair, Nicolas Cage is breathtaking. Yay. Hey. You're breathtaking. What's even better is he's actually going for like the John Wick style. It's like the beard coming in, the slick yeah. back hair. Mm. It's, it's, it's going to be John Wick with a pig. Yes. I, I'm I'm there for that. To be I honest. am so yeah. there for that. I'm trying to find a release date for people, but the only one I can get is July the 16th in America. Okay. Oh, I, sorry. I'm, I'm I'm also enjoying on IMDb. It's also got the also known as section, um, and for some reason they've felt the reason that uh, felt the need to put Germany, Canada, India, Mexico alternate titles and still just put pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, can, can you deliver how, how it might sound in Germany? Um, is pig just schwein? <laughs> Isn't it? it? It would be. I'm sure it would be. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Like, schwein, schwein. schwein. <laughs> anyway, and we'll, we'll stop there because I imagine someone will moan. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, shall we move away from. Uh, the corner that is Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and bye, bye for now. Bye for, bye now, for Nick. now. You go back. until next time. Go. Back. I don't know why I look at the corner when I do it. I have to imagine he's there. Method, <laughs> method actor. That's what you're doing. I'm back in your box. I think if Nicolas Cage was actually in the corner of your room, you would no longer be presenting this podcast. Not you would be. just be in just the corner with him. I don't know. I think covered in his this own is, fluids. This is eternal darkness <laughs> all over again. Like Jono is just imagining him in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, put, the, the thing the thing is, he's just shouting, "How'd it get burned? Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned?" So, do you reckon he'll do that jump, but just with bacon in this <gasps> film? Yes, <laughs> like, he's just really angry that he's oh no, just a pan of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <I'm> very excited. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> it's one of these strange noises. <laughs> oh um, dear. Let's get back to video games, uh, and I. Imagine I, I don't know. I probably should have looked into the fact uh, as whether Nicolas Cage has actually appeared in any video games. He might have appeared in the Spider-Man one, maybe if they did us into the Spider-Verse spinoff. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll come back to that. But let's move on to Richard's choice of scary game. Uh, so for me, it's it's going to be a little bit of a cheat because I have chosen uh, kind of a franchise that we've spoken about a lot already during this podcast um the resident evil franchise uh personally i haven't played the first one which is probably blasphemy i tried i couldn't get on with the weird camera angles i'd, I'd love a remake where it actually plays properly um so i could actually witness the story that would be great um but i've been oh, playing a lot shit. of resident evil 2 <laughs> wow. a lot of resident evil 2 the last uh, the last week or so uh and scaring the shit out of myself with uh just Mr. X just stomping around the police station um, and it's absolute filth. I hate it. Every time I hear him coming, I'm like, well, that's me. Bollocks. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to just hide in this room for a little bit. Um, and then <laughs> I just, I leave and then I instantly hear the footsteps again. And I'm yeah. like, well, this sucks. Um, but the, the big one for me, uh, particularly when I was growing up, so it would have been what year 11 i think um was resident evil 4 uh yeah. that is the one that has always stuck with me <laughs> it's one of those games that you either know it or you don't and generally the way to tell if someone knows it or not is by simply saying what are you buying <laughs> and then people will either get it or they won't every time um, got some I, nice things for you stranger <laughs> ah, i'll buy it at a high price just so good welcome like oh amazing <laughs> absolutely amazing um but that game like i mean you know i'd have been 15 16 and it still scared the shit out of me it was 
awful. Um, I think it was something to do with the fact that you couldn't move and shoot at the same time. <laughs> that really did me in. So it was like, you'd like run about three steps, turn around, like pop a couple of people in the head and they keep coming. Uh, and then you're like, nah, I've got to run again. And now I'm backed into a corner and that guy has a chainsaw. This is the worst. <laughs> um, I think, you know, it's, it's probably come as no surprise that I've chosen a bit of a, a zombie franchise. Um, I love like nothing less. Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I love zombies, though. No, I don't, I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think you're a bit on the fence about it. Personally, yeah. But, um, yeah. They, I, I love the films as well. Um, they're a bit of a guilty pleasure. Like, they're, they're shit, let's be honest. But they're great because they're shit. So <laughs> I that's think they had their moments. I, um, did you see the um, Corridor uh, Crow episode where they did the visual effects? And they, they went back to Afterlife recently. Yeah. I didn't realize like how janky that looks. Like, I mean, I, I hate to look at the film, but how faithful they actually were to the cinematics of the games really yeah. surprised me. I didn't realize I thought that it was at great. All. The bit with the yeah. sunglasses. Yeah. Which looks so much yeah, better like, in the game. Yeah, which was a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it? But yeah. Mm. No, I, I, I also appreciate the films. I like them. They're pretty <laughs> good. Um, I think the whole, the whole franchise, um, I mean, it's it's obviously done so well for a reason, um, mm. but they they yeah. just keep switching it up with what they're doing, which I think is great. Um, every single Resi game I've played has been completely different. It's had something new to it. So, off the top of my head, I have played uh, two, four, five, I think a bit of six, but I I couldn't really get on with it. Um, I played. Most of Village, uh, not Village, sorry, most of Biohazard at a friend's house um, in VR. We'll come back to that. That's absolute filth. Uh, um, and I've, I've gone back. I've gone back to playing that at home uh, recently, and not got very far yet because I keep having to put it down because it's terrifying. Um, and then I played the demo for eight uh, before I got a PS5, so it will be my next purchase. Um, it's it's i mean the, the demos get the shit out of me so i'm yeah. i'm all for this uh and obviously everyone seems very very thirsty for uh for the, the lady <laughs> vampire as well at the moment yeah so i'm like yeah, <clears> get behind this the definitely uh, designed by a room of men <laughs> wasn't it um but yeah biohazard in in vr is really quite something um it's awful, absolutely. <laughs> Especially like you know, if you if you've got the VR with the, the headphones on as well, so it's full surround sound. Oh, oh no! <laughs> like, See, I think it just the bit with Jack. I'd just be like, no, yeah. no, thank you, no, thank you. Get in the bin. Get out of my brain. Get out of my eyes. <laughs> no, be gone. Welcome to the family, Horrible. son. Awful, absolutely nope. awful. Bye. Um, <laughs> Bye. You know, just I, so I remember. Uh, I was playing at a friend's house and he said to me, okay, this bit scared out of me and you're playing it in VR. So this is going to be worse. So I'm going to warn you that when you get to the top of the stairs, she will appear. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. And so I'm going up the stairs really slowly waiting for this jump scare, watching the door going, that's going to open and I'm going to shit myself. And I got to the top of the stairs and the door still hadn't opened. And she came round the corner right in front of me. <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain I screamed. Um, I might have even thrown the VR headset across the room. Uh, it was it was awful. <laughs> Absolutely awful. See, that's my fear of VR, that I'll spend all this money on a headset. And I'll end up playing a horror game and just fully yeeting it out a wall and just <laughs> game over. 200 I, quid headset. Just I think it's, it's the danger, isn't it, with that kind of thing? That or, you know, there'll be someone who just happens to be in front of you as you go, Ugh! and just punch them, like, square in the face. And you're like, I'm really sorry. Um, I, I've seen videos of people like, there was one guy who was um, he was playing pool in VR and he kind of went to lean on the table and it obviously wasn't there and he fell flat on his face and it was fantastic. Um, so that kind of thing for horror stuff will be it's the worst and the absolute I, I played a little bit of alien isolation in vr as well and that was also horrific. oh god um, no yeah I, I got attacked in the vent um and it no oh, that was not fun <laughs> i remember the, the second speaking of alien isolation the second i knew i was done with that game 
I think Liam, you and I were playing it together. And yeah. you can hide in the lockers from the bloody androids. So we were like, excellent, let's get in the locker. <laughs> we're fine. Android walks past the locker and we were like, good, we're safe. Let's just wait here just in case. Next thing, it drags us out of the locker. And I think the PlayStation control went across the room and we both sat on the sofa screaming our heads off. Um, yeah. It was not, I mean, it was not just, okay. Just to tag on so I would not play that in VR. I've got to be honest, I've still not played any more of Biohazard since we played Biohazard, Charlie, <laughs> which is like several years ago now, because it was just yeah. terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. It was the swimming under the thing, and I knew what was going to happen because I played ahead a little bit. So I knew that, like, the bit with the head that comes up. So I was sat there going, Yeah. Yeah, I remember that bit. I knew what's going to happen. And then the head popped up. And I remember Liam just going, No. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. I'm done. Just, there's, just there's, there's, there's one bit. There's one bit. <laughs> one bit in Biohazard every time. And I'm just going to say Marguerite. Oh, yeah. that, 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 that is it. Yeah. She can get in the bin and set <laughs> the bin on fire. Every, it, <laughs> that, I think the thing that makes me laugh is how calm, how calm Ethan is. Like, there's so many times, like, he makes a sly comment about something. Any rational, normal human being would just go, you know what, life's been fun, but I think this is the end. Yeah, to be honest, in regards 100%. to Biohazard, I would not be going after Mia if I was Ethan. I'd be like, you've been missing for two years. And yep. now you're sending me a random video going, oh, I'm alive, I'm here. I'd be like, do you know what, you stupid bitch? Get yourself out. See you later. Bye. <laughs> I've <laughs> moved on I mean? with my life. On to, I mean, yeah. I'm, on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I might have turned <laughs> up, but I'd have taken one look at the house and gone, no, nah, it's not worth it. Yeah, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's not worth it. No one's no, worth that. No. Nah. This is some Texas chainsaw soya. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as I got my hands on a gun, <laughs> I'd just be like, goodbye, cruel world. This has been nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's been real nice. <laughs> and if, if that wasn't the moment, there would be multiple moments along the way where you just go, I'm out. Like when you're sat at the, uh, at the dinner table at the start and Jack just lops his son's uh -huh. arm off and you're like, ah, cool. So these guys are normal. Um, yeah. Cool. This is this can only go well. Just be like, if just I just ask me. nicely, just, just kill me. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, oh, it's the sheer tension of that game. Uh, like the the stuff where you're just trying to sneak around to get to where you need to be, and then you just hear yeah. something, and you're like, oh no! And then there's you're trying so to run. much more of that in Village, though. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. I mean, not there's, to spoil no it, but. You would have played the demo. You said you played the demo, Rich, but like the mm. lady, is it Dimitri? I'm going to butcher her name. Dem 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 Demetresque. That, something like that. What Dan just said. Like, <laughs> talking of Mr. X, she's got serious Mr. X vibes. You would just be chilling, walking around the castle, going, right, I need to solve this puzzle. And then you'll just hear her like, there he is. And you're like, hell, not again, run away. Yeah. Also, <laughs> also, this thing of think thinking you're safe in certain rooms no that's no longer in village <laughs> excellent good you ain't that, i liked anywhere. that i liked that with mr x it's yeah um sort of going away from resident evil a little bit but based on the the idea of tension and just hearing something and going oh um i've been playing the last of us part two recently and just oh my God. the i can't remember what they're called but when you when you just hear them start whistling to each other and you just go does does that mean that they have they seen me what does that mean that, <laughs> that, they, they just communicate via whistles so you just be you know footling along quite happy and then you're just there and i'm like what does that mean like you you literally stop you lie down and you're like do they do they know where i am do they, and then you'll get hit with an arrow and you're like yeah they know where i am shit and then you run and it, oh filth Absolutely. Oh, sorry. You go ahead, Dan. Sorry. No, I'm just just bouncing off the Last of Us. There is no sound more terrifying than one of the clickers, though. The clickers in the first one. Yeah. Nope. Get out. I'm yeah. still stuck because past me hates myself because past me decided to save the Last of Us Part One at a point where I had all ammo, all health, and a bunch of clickers to get past. So I was like, ah. "Well done, past me." You 
you you did what <laughs> I did and used up all of your shifts, yeah. and then I only got past it yeah. when I accidentally got knocked through the door that I needed to go through. Yay! We love to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awful, absolutely love awful. That for you, love that for you. Yeah, we've 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 got <laughs> enough topic, but I had to throw that one in there as well yeah. because it's just awful. Um, I'm excited <laughs> to play to play Village. I'm very excited to play Village. Um, from a graphical standpoint, it is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and that was on the PS4, like so. I kind of need to replay the demo on the PS5 now just to see how it looks. I think you're right in what <laughs> you said, kiss. Rich, um, about how Resi's definitely one of those franchises that hasn't been afraid to move with the times, and it's evolved and it's used the new consoles to like just the fullest. Um, mm. Whereas you know some games, you think, oh, they're just going to churn out another one because it sells, and they've actually had the you know the nuts to kind of go you know what we're going to change it up we're going to do something different and Mm -hmm. yeah the the village looks disgusting yeah i can't wait (laughs) yeah disgusting (laughs) (laughs) i think we've got to that point where dan is going to come in he's going to swoop in and he's going to going to steal the regalers, show. yeah with with his choice <laughs> no pressure oh, none, no none, pressure. None, none, none at all so um <laughs> i have picked uh something that actually at uh at the current time is actually quite interesting because there are rumors uh of a new one and it is dead space uh so yeah Des- i've heard these and no i know there's if even even a rem even a remaster would be amazing because dead space i think is one of those games that just the more the more you play it just the more you think about it and it just disturbs you so much not okay. um just I, th- I think the fact of how it's 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 almost because there's no sort of hud your everything that you need to know about your character is on his person so his health how much ammo he's got everything is there and to people who maybe haven't played it um it is sort of these (laughs) demonic creatures that have sprouted so many more limbs than is needed Hmm. uh all very sharp and all can very much stab you it's Um, massively unnecessary the amount of limbs Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and um, the the gen- genius mechanic of any other zombie game would be shoot him in the head and you're done with. This game, however, turns around and says, "No, you have to cut off all their limbs." Of which there are eight hundred. Makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But just um, ob- obviously, it's with a name like Dead Space. It'd obviously be sci-fi. Um, but just it being set on just this dilapidated spaceship, so so alien, so event horizon, terrifying that when you that when you were just out there on your own and you're just being surrounded by these demonic creatures, it's like Resident Evil. You're just like, I'm just going to give up. It's like Resident Evil in space. Yeah, you, Gross. you are t- you are <laughs> terrified of. Every, every every creak, every single noise that you might hear, it might just be the case of a floorboard creaks <laughs> and you are throwing your controller across a room <laughs> from pure you, terror alone. Do you not think that part of like what makes horror games so good, though, is actually sound design? I know that we've spoken about graphics, but to me, I think the sound, and we've kind of all mentioned it in our own way with every game we've talked about, the sound is what... Mm scares the mm. shit out of us um just the things yeah, you hear mm, or how it's your first it is. inclination that something's happening isn't it you just hear like yeah. a creak and you go the f- is that yeah and you well, like, like it, every time you stop joke. like you go what's am i we always joke don't we like that when you when you have a a film and like the soundtrack kind of gives hints that like yeah. something bad's gonna happen You're like why don't they listen to the music obviously mm. the, the characters can't hear it but it's just like Oh, the sound, like you said, Liam, is, and it's the first hint that 
shit's about to go down mm. and it's not good. I, I don't know who said it, but there's always there's a director who, uh, a horror director who always said, if you don't want to be scared of a horror film or in obviously this case, a horror game, you don't cover your eyes, you cover your ears. Mm. That's yeah. so true. And obviously you can't, so you, you can't maybe do, you can't maybe do that when you're playing a game. I think but that's it, it, isn't it? But, but yeah. You're much more likely to be sat playing a game with your headphones on and really being immersed into it um than you are with a film with a film you can sort of do that thing where i'm gonna turn it down for a sec <laughs> yeah the scary bit's yeah. gone i'm gonna turn it back up I, the number of times i've sat in the cinema and just like put my fingers in my ears because mm. i can sense that something's about to happen i'll just sit there with my fingers in my ears because i'm like no i can't hear it. it's not scary <laughs> i think go, going back to dead space there, i think the thing that dan said that i didn't realize because i've not um i've not played dead space uh is the lack of the heads-up display. So how does that how mm-hmm. does that kind of work out? So you basically have um he's he's in a um like an armored suit. He's he's an engineer. He's not a, he's not this big brave soldier who can, you know, walk in with all the guns and save the day. He's an, he's a space engineer, so all his weapons are made. So your basic weapon is called a plasma cutter. Which is the which is basically the tool that they would use to cut through support beams and stuff on the spaceships. So when he's got his health, it's uh, basically a large line up his back that goes from green to yellow to red. Obviously, saying you're about to die. Um, there's also a, a he has um, a, there's a gameplay mechanic where obviously these creatures are very fast and very deadly. So you have what is called um, a stasis beam, which allows you to slow down them. And that is also a resource that is shown on your back. So when it's no heads up display, you're constantly keeping an eye on like, like with resident evil four, it's sort of, you're keeping your eye on the back of the character, but that is basically telling you how long have I, how much health have I got, how much ammo and basically how am I going to stay alive in the next section? (laughs) Yeah. And I guess it, it removes that bit that tells you this is a game because when you're playing a game, you have mm-hmm. a mini map in the corner, you've got your health bar, you've got your ammo count. It's all safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas this, if, you if, kind of, it sounds like you just kind of left to your own kind of devices and you go, right, go on, fend for yourself. Yeah. Off you go. <laughs> yeah. Even, if, even when you pull up your map, the game doesn't pause. So oh, if you cool. think oh, that God. you can sort of be surrounded by enemies nope. <laughs> and pull up your map to go, okay, let's just have a breather. You've, you've got no chance. <laughs> That's Ten cool. times worse when you do it by accident in that moment as well. Like just trying to find trying to find the button to get rid of it while you're being eviscerated and you're like, shit, well. Oh dear. Scrambling with a controller in your hand. And I think as as well, like the you're saying that it's set on a is it set on a space station? Yeah, uh, basic, basically an old dilapidated space station. So you so you, it's not just Oh, I'm on a, I'm on a spaceship. There's, it's obviously a space station built for people to live. So there's, um, there's like nurseries and medibays. So there's, there's nurseries in there. If you think that it's just adults that might have been infected by this virus, oh. it's not. There are <laughs> some demonic children on that thing. Brilliant. <laughs> that's Always classy. love a demonic child. <laughs> can't, can't beat them. <laughs> I think that's that's probably another thing then that like is kind of a classic of the horror genre, isn't it? It's that space station sort of vibe where you you've you've got a location for a game that you know you cannot get out of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you can't just in resident evil um biohazard richard said you'd sort of get there and you'd go nah i'm done if you're on a space station you can't just hop out yeah. you're gonna pop <laughs> yeah um so yeah I think, I think I'd prefer thing. that to be honest. I was going to say that would be preferable. <laughs> no, just pop Demonic yourself. children. Yeah. Air Bye. Lock. It's been real cool. <laughs> we- weirdly enough, though, the prep, the premise of Dead Space is the same as Resident uh, or Biohazard. It's um, he's going there to look for his girlfriend. Oh, stop but it! As soon, like even on the spaceship. For goodness' sake! Why? Why are these dedicated men always trying to do it? Like, Don't look at me. I didn't end up on a spaceship surrounded by demonic aliens. Thank you very much. No, but Not I think yet. Danny's saying it because he wouldn't come. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
even on a spaceship in in the dead of space, I'd still just go, "Where's the clear? Where's the closest airlock? And how quickly can it jettison me out?" Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying you wouldn't rescue me if I got myself into a dead space or Resident Evil search? Let's not play this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's probably the scariest game you could play, Dan. <laughs> what you did right there. <laughs> Turn off the console. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. I 100 would not. There we go. No. It's done. I'm out. I'm done. Sorry, Haley. <laughs> you're not sat next to Haley though, so you're you've wimped out there, mate. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> so to round off our section on video games, I just want to point you in the direction of the Super Freak Media blog, where Charlie and Dan have come up with uh, a lovely vlog all about horror games they talk about dead space they talk about a game called little nightmares outlast left for dead alice madness returns amongst others please go and check it out it is pretty cool um so this month as i mentioned at the start of the episode we are going to introduce a new segment called foreign bodies in which one of the team comes to the table with a film from overseas that maybe hasn't got the recognition that it deserves. And this month, bringing a film to the table, it's Liam Banks. Thanks for that, Jono. So my choice for uh, this month's Foreign Bodies is The Orphanage, or El Orphanato. Um, So The Orphanage is a 2007 Spanish film directed by J.A. Bayona, probably saying that wrong, and presented by Guillermo del Toro, who we absolutely love to see doing whatever he chooses to do. Um, So the film tells the story of Laura, played brilliantly by Belen Rueda, who returns to her childhood home, which was once an orphanage for handicapped children. Laura looks then to raise her own adopted child, Simon, with her husband, Carlos, and we open the orphanage. Now, Simon tells uh, his mother, Laura, that he's got several invisible friends uh, and desperately tries to show her their hiding place as Laura throws a party to reopen this house. Uh, At the party, Laura catches a glimpse of a mysterious masked boy, and as she discovers Simon has disappeared... So as the story unfolds, Laura begins to feel the presence of other people in the house and the question and questions if Simone's imaginary friends were more real than she first thought. So desperately f- trying to find the whereabouts of her son, the film delivers plenty of twists and turns, packing a punch when we reach our conclusion. There'll be no spoilers here, but I will say you definitely need to check it out and you will not regret it. Um, a special highlight as well for the director, J.A. Bayona again saying it probably awfully um he since went on to direct a fair amount of english language films uh, with the impossible in 2012 a monster calls in 2016 and most recently jurassic world fallen kingdom in 2018 and he's also set to direct two episodes of the upcoming amazon extravaganza the lord of the Rings series um and a special mention as well to a music video that he directed back in 2012 which i absolutely love it's for Keane's song uh, Disconnected, which just basically plays out like a 70s Jallo film. It's absolutely gorgeous to watch. Um, as a director, I think he has a great sense for treading the line between those great moments of horror and deep, meaningful emotion. And even back in 2007, with The Orphanage, his talent and his way to balance that mix uh, was really apparent. So this film is sure to simultaneously terrify you and break your heart. Has anyone seen it? Yes. Yeah, yeah boy. <laughs> I have, yeah. Nope. I actually have. I have not. Yeah, what, Richard's seen it? Yeah. Well, I mean, what? I mean, I, I clearly misremembered it because for some reason in my head it was a French film. But no, yeah, you're definitely right. It was Spanish. Je m'appelle Simon. Like, no, I, I remember really enjoying it. Really enjoying yeah. it. Did we watch it together, Rich? Uh, or did I lend it? Might have done. Maybe. Just, yeah. I watched it on DVD. I know that much. Yeah, I think I must have lent it. Yeah, but that Liam, annoyingly, it's what it's the one that I would have brought to the table had it been. Yeah, well, beat it to it, and I so suck on that. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I rewatched it uh, today before. Obviously, we've recorded this, and I actually forgot like what an absolutely amazing film it was. Like it's just stylistically, story-wise, everything. Mm. It's 
absolutely amazing uh, film and yeah i think it deserves to be to be seen by a lot of people and it doesn't deserve a remake (laughs) yeah we mentioned that didn't we last time on the remakes episode that it's one of the um kind of more successful uh overseas horror films that hasn't had an american slash english language remake and you know what Mm -hmm. more power to it Mm, mm, definitely I watched uh, it as a f- so in the final year of my Spanish uh, exam, we watched it as a <laughs> sort of here's how Spanish works in a conversation. So put on <laughs> that as a horror film. Oh watch. man! So did you just think that children just disappeared in Spain? Is that what? <laughs> is that what you talk? It's 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 sort of it was sort of like oh we've just found this film. It's about an orphanage, so it's absolutely going to be fine. So they put hmm. it on, and no. a lot of people walked out <laughs> after realizing what it was about. Oh, <laughs> idiots! It's class. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I I think the thing that I always uh, remembered from it is is the um, just just how scary it is in moments, but then also mm. like two minutes later it's like a fairy tale it's it's i don't know it's very del toro i think in the way it's balanced i'm gonna have to watch it because i i'm a big del toro fan and i'm like kind of ashamed that i haven't seen it honestly it's 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 gorgeous and i mean i'm sure we watched it jono when we were prepping for the copywriter i think we did because i feel i feel like we mentioned it a lot in like essays at uni and i'm sure for some weird reason i know that they cgi'd the roof in scenes like yes. I feel like we spoke about that. Like it was a set, but then they CGI'd the roof in. Yeah, but then that was like a lighting control. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, absolutely gorgeous. Well worth your time, Charlie. Hundred percent. Mm, I will check it out. So that brings to an end this month's podcast, in which we've talked about some awesome creepy video games liam has introduced us well some of us charlie to uh the (laughs) orphanage Um, wow shade (laughs) so all that is left to be said really is that if you want to win some super freak media goodies all you have to do is give the instagram post that mentions this episode a like and you'll be entered into the draw um and to say thank you to all of my guests this month we've had charlie clark Thank you. Richard Parker. Nice one, dude. Liam Banks. Thank you. And making his <laughs> podcast debut, Dan Poppet. Whoop, whoop. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was successful, Dan. I think that was all right. I think that was good. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to come back at any point or are you done now? This is it. Well, <laughs> well if, of course, you'll have me back, I'd absolutely love to be back and talk about more spooky and terrifying things video games or not awesome sounds good to me so as always keep it creepy and see you on the other side <laughs> we're still not sure if we're doing every that. time yeah. i mean you're just leaving me on my own guys <laughs> I think that's the best bit. I didn't. I joined in. Yeah, there was a delay. (laughs) It was like a pity join in. Wow. Yeah, it was like... (laughs) I was leaving a gap for editing purposes if John wants to edit it out. so. Oh, any opportunity he has to edit us out. Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Bye. Hi, my name is Jono. It's my podcast. Get rid of that. (laughs) You've been listening to a podcast on the Super Freak Media Podcast Network. To show your support, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And you can find us on social media in the links in the description of this episode. Thank you for listening.